It's like you would think that um, these bad guys would learn by now. If we build something really, really big, you know, and that that'll make the good guys run away. Kaboom. Well, let's build the same thing again. Kaboom. Well, let's build it bigger this time. And 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 guess what? It's gonna instead of wiping out one planet, it's gonna wipe out a whole bunch of planets. Still gonna be a big ball of stuff. And oh, it's gonna eat up a sun too, which I don't know how that works. Um, and it still got blown up in what thirty X wings and the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. That's didn't, it, didn't didn't even last. Well, neither did neither did the original Death Star, but um. That was the same thing, right? It was about 30 X-Wings attacked the original. Well, 30 X-Wings plus a few Y-Wings was the original attack in the Death Star, right? Yeah, but, about the number. but the time before, they didn't have an infiltration team, though. True. So that was different, if you're counting differences. But they had an infiltration team in return of the Jedi, technically. It wasn't on the Death Star, but it was on the support facility that powered the, the second, shield of the Death Star. The second Death Star, yes, because, you know, in that type of scenario, they were creating, like, how many battles at once happening at the same time. There's about three going on there. The space battle, yeah. Endor, and Luke, and, and Vader, and things. Mm-hmm. Then they tried to up it, I think, with the uh, the Phantom Menace. How many how many battles were happening at the same time? There was a couple. Maul, at least three. Maul, Kaigon, Obi-Wan. Then you have... Uh, oh, those two, yes. You have um, uh, droids against Gungans. Then you have um, droids against... Uh, uh, oh, what, what's the name? Uh... Nabooians, or whatever their names are. That was all kind of... Padme, the palace guards. I guess, yeah, because the, they were trying to race the palace guards yep. and fighting the same time that the lightsaber battle was going on. Then the spaceship battle happening, and then Anakin's own personal battle with his own spaceship, um, trying to figure out how to use it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> I hate those scenes. <laughs> and then... I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. I'm not... Huh? For the reason, I've never been a fan, science fiction-wise, of those scenes where somebody doesn't know what they're doing is doing better than the trained pilots who are the amazing, <laughs> high-quality, awesome soldiers, and they're getting blasted to pieces. Well, as far as I know in that book, actually, they're volunteers. Still, they should have some training how to fly their freaking fighters, and these little kids doing better than them. <laughs> we didn't hit it. Wait, it's blowing up from the inside. We didn't hit it. Well, maybe you should have thought about hitting it from the inside. Yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. Want to start the show? I think we already did. I think we kind of did. We yeah. probably should have a former intro for this. We don't know what the heck they stumbled onto. Oh, if they don't know already, then they're <laughs> just going to go away. <laughs> okay. Well, let's do... I will do some sort of an intro then, and we'll hopefully make it good. And Some sort of an some intro. Some sort of intro. Some sort of intro. So this guy over here is Ryan, in case you didn't know by no. by now. And I'm Jason, and it's 2017, which means this is the 10th time we wish you guys all a Merry Christmas on the Tabletop Battlefield. And you didn't mess up. I didn't, yeah, no, I was like, holy cow. Yay for the 10th... uh, 10th anniversary episode. Perfect. Yay. Yeah. So I think it must be all my Twitch live streams I've been doing, my practice of making stuff up on the fly, and I actually got an introduction for the first time right on the first try in 10 years. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing when you think about it. No, it's not. It, it takes time. Granted. Yes, it takes time. It, it takes, takes a lot practice. Of, it takes a lot of time. Yes. I mean... Think about when we first got started. I could barely let out a sentence without going, uh, 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 and then I'm going to say something else. This kind of stuff, people don't know, is surprisingly difficult. To carry on a conversation with somebody else or here for about half an hour going between a few record segments is not easy to do. It's even harder when you're live streaming for you know 45 minutes by yourself trying to talk. That's even more difficult. But Yeah, I haven't, I haven't live streamed in a couple months, too. It's a... Uh, but, but anyway, but anyway, I get, we'll talk about that more because you don't have to show us self-promotion. Mm-hmm. But in case you somehow Shame. still haven't figured out what this is, we want to welcome you guys officially to what would have been the end of the 10th anniversary of the Tabletop Battlefield. I'm Jason, the creator of it. Ryan's been here since almost the beginning. Yo. And I don't know, we'll, we'll make up something for the next half an hour or so. We do have some recorded segments coming up. This guy sitting right in front of us here, this is the giant Lego UCS Rebel Snowspeeder. And we did a nice speed build. Oh, wait a minute. My phone's on. Let me turn that off for you guys. And once again, we're going down the embarrassing should, route. Should we turn our phones off? Yes, you should turn oh. your phone off, too. Oh. <laughs> it would be 
nice to do, but you never know. Ryan's also already breaking a few rules here, at least one very important I, rule. Show him what you have next to you on the stand over there that oh. you're not supposed to have in the show ever. Well, I'm not going to do product placement, but it's, it, is, it is an energy. It's not open, though. It, not, I probably won't even open it. But yes, we all know Ryan got banned from energy drinks a long time ago, but... I don't care. You don't care. That was eight years ago. Those are old rules. No one cares anymore. And a different kind of energy drink. That energy drink I had, that was the only time I had it, and never had it again, and... Anyway. And it's also nothing for you to draw on to draw obscene things. So we, you know, we, that, well... Oh, well, you have a pen, you have some paper, you... <laughs> Could, be careful what you route. say. Yes, be careful be, what I say. Be careful. I could just start scribbling and I won't know what I'm writing because it's just facing the the camera and not facing my face. And all those squiggles might be sublimating. Yes. Sublimating. Whatever the down messaging. Word. Yes, you know? thank you. Whatever the down word is. you scribbling down things, you're going to see something in there that may not intended to be there. Maybe a planet, but it looks like something totally different. And then Jason off the rotoscope fudge it all out, you know. <laughs> it looks horrible look at my face. What are you doing? Rudy, I show way back in the archives. I think that was season two. If you if you guys haven't don't know what that joke is referencing, it's literally oh eight gosh. nine years ago. Was one of the episodes of this show that? Oh my goodness! It's about as uh, well known as flower know. cups. You know, it is. Yes, mm-hmm. I was looking for flower cups. They're right oh, we, somewhere. Oh, they are. I, I think, think I still have here. them in my um the ones you the ones you gave on the gave me on the show are still up there. I think you had the one to Kyle. Like, oh, requested. for for Christmas time yes. a few years back. Oh, a few years back you gave them to us. Yeah, I'm talking about the original flower. cups. Oh, the original flower cups. Yeah. I don't know what happened to those. That was yeah. I don't know what happened. To well, those. I don't think they were our flower cups. But yeah, they're probably one of my roommates. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So why don't Let's do this. We try to have some kind of semblance of something going on here with this show. Uh-huh. Why don't you, Ryan, talk about what you've been up to for the past year? Yay. Because I can tell you very... Yeah, do that first, and I'll tell you very quickly what I, I have not been doing this year, and I'm holding up right here. But um, talk, what have you been up to this year, Ryan? Okay. Well, this year, actually very, very, very exciting. Um, personally, health-wise, because I tell everybody this every year... I am doing, um, I'm I'm as healthy and I feel as good as I have ever felt since I was first diagnosed with my illness at 11 years old. So I am just feeling fantastic. Uh, Over the summer, me and my wife uh, went to a few places, vacationed, and it was without any worry, you know, any stress of like having, oh, we'll have to go to the hospital, will I have, you know, this trouble or that trouble. Nothing like that. It was just really fun summer. Uh, we actually went to see, uh, just to interject this in here, we went to see the uh, ARC exhibit in Kentucky. Oh, okay. Yes, and, I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, and that that was a lot of fun just seeing just that massive uh, structure. I mean, as it's, de- as it's described in the Bible, you know, um, and it's just like, whoa, yeah, that, that has a lot of room. But anyway... Besides that, I've uh, been working on Tales of Ahala, of course. Uh, gotten the seasons. I that would come up. Yep, seasons two and three. <laughs> uh, scripts written out, um, and I've been trying to be as active as possible in my YouTube channel. But at the same time, I've um, been getting a lot of voiceovers done, redoing voiceovers. Which channel is that? You've got like six of them. <laughs> this is the only active channel I have oh, right okay, now, so well, I'm not going to mention any of the others right now. Okay. I remember last year, Angel's social feed out. Okay, here's this, this, yeah, this, <laughs> this. I mean, there's still a lot of things that I'm at, but as far as YouTube is concerned, only Tales of Ahala you have to worry about currently. Um, and it's like we got about 80 subscribers so far, almost 5,000 views uh, overall on the channel, and that's just with the first season out, along with um, uh, some introduction videos introducing some of the characters. Some of those are pretty funny, about a minute or three long. And um, still have a few more that I need to uh, dish out, that I need to edit and create. And um, the beginning of this year, I uh, spent a lot of time creating just, like, it took me, like, about six months' worth of time just to get all the scenes uh, shot for stop motion for season two, episode one, season two, because there are battles and and scenes involving literally hundreds 
when I say hundreds, I mean hundreds. Hundreds of miniatures of, in like a single frame. Of miniature figures, yes. Ooh, uh, that's intense. <laughs> lot of battle scenes. Um, because what, what I want to do is show, uh, basically, um, uh, like, just the story behind uh, what what the story we're currently in in this universe, and so giving a little back backstory, some action at the very beginning, and if you want to see uh, some of those shots, actually I have some of the raw footage uh, from uh, one of the videos I released about a month ago, showing um, an update of what I've been doing, and uh, it has some of those raw photo shots. So go to Tales of Ahala on YouTube, and I'm sure Jason I can give Jason a link uh, to to show you guys. And hopefully by the end of the year, although my plans could change, I'm not going to say why right now, but um, hopefully by the end of next year, um, we'll start getting a season two out and, and going, and then season three the following year or the year after. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's been a lot of work for stop, doing stop motion, uh, working with voice actors, have about like uh, 30 or so people that are doing... Uh, one or the other voice actors, or some of us are voicing multiple characters as well. Um, so it's just been a lot of work doing that this year. And then as um, another thing as well, I got a part-time job, so that takes up more of my time, um, but at least allows me to earn some money now so I can start saving up for things like a good working computer and stuff because... Um, I want to. I won't. I won't really be does. able to. I won't be able to edit edit season two and three to the scale that I want without some good software. To you know, without mm. some good paid for software like a good HitFilm Pro, as well as um, a good computer to put the software in um, and upgrading my stuff. So it, it's just um, it could take some time for that, but I'm trying to make plans in order to get all that stuff done so it's it's out in time. But in the meantime. Uh, just go ahead and uh, if you can subscribe on that page um, there's still a lot of great things on there there's a lot of behind the scenes videos I do live streams when I can uh, it comes to um, live streams when I'm animating or live streams when I'm building uh, via the virtual scape page which you basically digitally build your hero scape uh, battlefield and so I've been doing that a lot lately lately a lot lately too uh, in order to figure out, okay, this is what this scene is going to be doing. And, and as of right now, I have, um, I was just looking at this today, actually, I have about half of season two done for stop motion. And so I still have another half to do for that. And hopefully I'll get that done this winter. But it's just a lot of work, and I already am like, okay, I'm already behind in it, but just keep on tugging away and eventually it'll get there but I mean so far that's the most active channel I have mm -hmm. on YouTube so I'm just gonna keep on uh, doing that and it's been a lot of fun I know I know me and Jason we've already done our voiceover lines for some of the characters but mm -hmm. we'll probably have to redo them because I messed Fantastic. up yep. <laughs> yep 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 so <laughs> it's kind of fun to do that stuff in a small nutshell that's kind of what's happening this year but overall, very, very positive year. Very, I mean, it's it's been one of those uh, awakening years, and I just hope it gets better and better as the years progress. So for me, this year, you know, as I mentioned last year on the Christmas episode, I was going to release a new version of Legends of Keladagia. That's my space combat miniatures game. And that got released early January as planned. I made a few tweaks throughout the year, changes on the movement mechanics, but I've got a really solid game that I enjoy, and I'm... Proud to get that out and released. I'm now still adding more miniatures to it. I've been redoing the entire miniature line for the past two years. The last miniature that needs to be redone is actually sitting behind me in my Twitch studio over here. If you guys have watched the Kaladagi videos, you'll have seen that one. That will be for sale pretty shortly, and therefore I can move on to some new stuff. Um, so that's the big thing for the Kaladagi things. I've been doing a, a lot of Twitch live streaming, just kind of playing around with that and kind of practicing this whole rambling on and on for 45 minutes trying to say stuff that's more or less coherent for 45 minutes like i said it's not easy to do there's a time or two i join him there is yes he's i've been on a few times and there's the, some of the, those videos i think whatever happened to those videos if they're not on my youtube channel let me know i'll put them up there uh, i think they i are. don't i don't go over the all those because you're talking about 45 minutes do i have that time no. i don't have that time i can't even go through videos i want to go through oh yes i shouldn't say that <laughs> Not that I don't want to go through Jason's videos. It's just I don't have that time. 
<laughs> That's all right. I don't really care. Bad choice of words. Bad choice of words. But no, I don't know. I don't expect anybody to sit there and, and watch through a lot of those. But on live streaming for Twitch, it's twitch.tv forward slash rocker robotics. Same username as I have here over on YouTube. I've been doing a lot of painting of some miniatures. So I did this year. I painted up Kairos Fate Weaver sitting right here. He came out back in January. That's one really, of the that was really cool. One of the really absolutely amazing miniature games workshop. I absolutely love this guy. And then I've got the one I just finished over here. This is Cypher. He's really tiny to see at the moment. He came out back in March. One of the other miniatures from Games Workshop just before the release of Warhammer 40,000 8th Edition. Because of course this is 2017. So the big game, what you would should be the big game for anyone who's played Warhammer, like me, would be Warhammer 40,000 8th Edition. And I, of course, got the index to go with it because I play Tau Empire. And what I have not played is Warhammer 40,000 8th Edition. <laughs> Honestly, um, I really just don't have any desire to play this game anymore. I've watched a bunch of battle reports. Nothing there really interests me. It's the it's not the same game it was 10 years ago when I started playing. Mm. Um, What's changed, Jason? The the biggest thing that... They, there's a couple things they've changed. Um, they've made the army construction a much more freeform. Uh, so what, what that does is it lets you create much more powerful armies than you could ever could before. So the... Basically, which can create a much more imbalanced game. Granted, 40k has never been great with game balance, but they just they threw it out the window in 6th edition... They kind of, or sixth edition, they kind of start throwing it at the window. Seventh edition, it was just gone all together. They brought it back a little bit with eighth edition, but it's still very flexible what you can do. So you can very easily get lot one really that up, get very lopsided games pretty easily, which aren't particularly a lot of fun when you play a three-hour game of paper, rock, scissors. Um, <laughs> the game has been getting bigger and bigger, and how long it takes longer and longer to play. And, you know, it, it seems like you watch these battle reports, and what was originally a, designed to be a six, seven turn game, it now seems to be overall five and three turns. So, even though it still takes three hours to play the game, it feels like they just amped up the violence to kind of reduce how long the game takes to play. And it's, it's not exactly what I, I really want to see. Uh, they got rid of any kind of battlefield psychology. Um, this is a very general terminology in game mechanics that represents troops running away, mm. troops panicking, and doing something different because they're in a stressful situation. Uh, all that happens in 8th edition and also Age of Sigmar, their, their fantasy game, is just guys die faster when they start failing psychology rules. Whereas in other games, the, 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 the unit will physically move in the tabletop somewhere else. They may be pinned in place to where they can't actually react. So you take them out of the game for a turn or two. So it, it's a very there's a very different kind of damaging kill mechanic than straight up outright just massacring troops, right? So there's two different ways to kind of negatively impact um, your soldiers in, in other games, but not so much in this anymore. And I think that takes away a lot of tactical options. Their army building is moving very, very close towards War Machine. A lot of games in general are doing this, where they're moving very heavily in the direction of what you... What's the, way, the term I want to use is... The sum of the parts is greater than the whole. So if you think about it, like in terms of collectible card games, you know, like Yu-Gi-Oh, you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a big power boost in how you assemble your deck. Like, you know, mm -hmm. the same, the same 60 random cards is not going to be the same as, you know, 60 cards that are assembled together to where they all benefit from each mm -hmm. other and, you know, you, they're, mm -hmm. they power builds on top of each other. Sure. There's always been elements of that in a lot of these games, but it's being ramped up more and more. War Machine is very famous at this. Everything is, the idea, everything is broken, so everything's in balance. And a lot of games are moving in that direction. I don't personally enjoy that as much for tabletop gaming because it tends to create much more imbalanced games where it becomes less focused on what happens on the game and much more focused on what happens before the game starts. I prefer the games where Depending on how you move your characters around in the tabletop is really what determines, you know, whether you're going to win or not. Sure, there's going to be some, you know, power coming from a list building perspective, but that's not going to be the majority of the tactics. And games are moving in that way. Warhammer 40,000 is moving in that way. Fortunately, put that out of the way, there's this game here, which is absolutely fantastic. This is some of the guys from Beyond the Gates of Antares. 
Of course, this is by the famed game designer Rick Priestley, who created Warhammer 40,000 all those years ago. So he walked away from it and was like, I'm going to make my own thing. Yeah, he, he left Games Workshop a number of years ago. I don't know the details of what happened there. Some people say he was forced out. Some people say he left on his own, you know, fruition, whatever it was. I don't know. There's also stories about that. But um, he left, founded Warlord Games, created Bolt Action, which was a World War II game, kind of a little bit squad-based game. And then Beyond the Gates of Antares is basically the sci-fi version of that. So... It took a World War II rule set. You can take a look at that guy. Added, you know, robots and laser cannons and things like that. Cool. So it's you're pretty much playing a sci-fi version of World War II. Um, and it's absolutely fantastic. Because all the things that I talked about Warhammer 40,000 not having, this game has. It has a very cool suppression mechanic where you can pin enemy troops down and take them out of the battle for a turn or two. It has alternative activations... Which, granted, with alternative activations where, you know, it's like you go back and forth like Hero Escape, you know, one player activates and they go back and forth, you activate everybody. That's less efficient compared to, say, Warhammer 40,000 where you move your entire army at once, but it allows for much more interesting things on a tactical level because it forces you to think a little bit more about what you want to do and really balance the importance of different actions. And I really enjoy that a lot better. Um, Storyline-wise... Compared to 40, 40k, they're kind of the same. They're very, they're very different. There's some interesting ideas beyond the gates of Antares. I still love the 40k universe. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like the game anymore. Um, that's why I still paint the miniatures. The miniatures are amazing. I still got my cosplay for 40k. This is my armor for my Tau Fire Warrior. I've been upgrading that. Whoops. So it's, don't break it. Don't break it. Yeah. No. Hey, this thing breaks all the time. I'm, it's oh my goodness. Cosplay is just so fragile. But that's my whole anti-Warhammer 40,000 rant. Well, not really anti-40,000. It's, it's just that I just don't like the game anymore. That's what it comes down to. Like I said, I still love the story. It's a fantastic story. I, just having the, the new rule book to read the 200 pages of fluff was fantastic. I love doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah. But anyway, let's take a little break here to jump into our first recorded segment, mm-hmm. um, which was myself, Ryan, and Kyle. Kyle, unfortunately, can't be here tonight. We all did our best to see how fast we can build this monstrosity in front of us here, the LEGO UCS Rebel Snowspeeder. It's about 1,750 pieces. So, do you have any... Let's, let's run the video right now. If there's any fun stories you want to talk about, we'll talk about when it comes back. So let's watch this little speed build here. You said the Snowspeeder memorized inside out all the technical details of it with all the Star Wars knowledge you've accumulated over the years. Oh, uh, no. I forgot it all once the uh, <laughs> Phantom Mouse came out. I d- purged my memory. <laughs> memory core deleted. I used to know everything. Okay. Ryan's telling me I suck right now. <laughs> it's not... I didn't think it was humanly possible. That I suck? And blow. <laughs> I, knew that, I knew that was coming. That was just... That's a classic Simpsons line there. I, I was well aware that that was going to be a thing. We have a lot of catching up to do. And, and it's just... It's, it's like a you know, Hoover Dam exploding. It's just going to be like... <laughs> and by catching up... Speaking of Hoover Dams, how's your Hoover Dam? <laughs> And by, and by catching up the dude, they mean give Jason tons of hell, because that's all they ever did when they were together. I thought that was every time I hung out with you. Well, yes. That is every time you hang and out with me. I, he I, doesn't make anything better. No, I just encourage him. Yes, yes, we do. We do our best to be double oh. the fun. You can start... Okay. Let me go ahead here. And do nothing. Why are you ripping Why? Out? Why would you what? rip that out? What just happened? What is wrong with what you? What the hell is just it? happened? <laughs> Why are you ruining the book? Good God. So you guys... You start... don't do that to Lego instruction manual Yes, book. you do. They're per- it's perfectly no. fine. No. No, you don't do that. You just ruined because... my childhood. No, not only that is, he's going to somehow, this is going to go missing... And pages 13, 14, and 15, he won't know how to build no, this again. You can start working on parts of... Uh, you can start working on a bag, too. I finish this bag up. I'm violated for the rest of my life. 
My this childhood is a perfectly, of Lego this is a perfectly valid tactic no. for Lego speed builds is a dismantled instruction manual. What would be well, better is if we just brought tablets which had the already instruction manuals on there and then two people could look at the tablet while the third person looked at the book. You could have taken a photograph. I could have taken a photograph on my phone. I could have taken a phone guard. There's so phone. many that, different that ways that you could have done it. Is this available online? Get in your phones and bring it down if, if it's online. Bring it I'm down. Saying I could take a photograph on my phone and I could just look on my phone. Smaller smaller space. You just ripped the page without discussing. It. You just, it was like... <laughs> well, this isn't a democracy here. Murdering a puppy. <laughs> one, I mean, this, just, this is my Lego kit. I bought this one. So if I want to mangle the book, I'm going to mangle the book. But yes, you may... <laughs> And you ripped off two pages! I did rip off two you pages! You ripped off two friggin' pages! <laughs> Just well, please don't make another Starkiller base, okay? Don't do that. We, we even do, bigger ones. Yeah, we don't want an even bigger <laughs> they'll, one. They'll make one on the star itself, <laughs> because then they can destroy it immediately. Just you know, make also the, the same. star. Don't make the you know, same they don't have that thing. problem of having to be near a star. They're on the star itself. If they yeah. do make the same damn thing, I'll probably watch it. We're starting to get the basic shape of the snow speeder going. This is the stand for later. That's already done. Kyle's putting together looks like some of the front armor things that'll end up on it at some point. So I guess finish up bag. Oh, they call it an airspeeder on there, though? I don't know what they call it. What do they call it? An airspeeder. T-47 airspeeder. I don't know. Is that what officially its actual, like, vehicle oh, designation change is? Change Well, maybe, well this is updated. Remember, the snow speeder, they update everything. So the snow speeder is an airspeeder. What did the box say? I thought the box said snow speeder. It does. The box does say snow speeder. So they're in the shelves are confused. I don't know, let's see here. What is a T-47 airspeeder? Is that technically what it's supposed to be called? I really don't know. According to StarWars.Wakia.com, the T-47 airspeeder, also known as the T-47 light airspeeder, was a model of a low-altitude vehicle manufactured by Incom Corporation. When the Alliance to Restore the Republic was stationed on the icy planet of Hoth, a mm -hmm. contingent of T-47 airspeeders were modified to become ground-attack, low-altitude fighters called snowspeeders. Ah, uh, so there, snowspeeders are modified from the airspeeders. But this is a snowspeeder. Yes, so technically it should say snowspeeder because it's, mod it's modified. So what the hell is wrong with these people then? I, I suppose technically T-47 airspeeder is the official designation. A snowspeeder is effectively an unofficial modification to it. So... They're not really aliens. They're, well, I mean, they are aliens, but they're time travelers. I'm just like... Insane! Already going old cranky on this. I remember the time when these Lego pieces were... I remember the time back in the 90s. That was a hundred years ago. We would walk uphill both ways. I walk uphill both ways, and I was in the snow because I lived in Wisconsin at the time. <clears throat> now, nine. Seven through nine are done. We're, we're, we're making headway, basically, is what Jason's trying to tell us. Yes. And I think I missed a sticker. Oh, good. It's it a cash cow. They're going to milk it until it's dead, and then it's going to turn Aww. into a horse, and they're going to keep on beating it. Oh, well, he's trying to beef and make it into hamburgers. No, it turns into McDonald's. a horse. It's, it's, yeah. They're going to turn it into ham. We're going to label it as beef after horse, the dead horse. horse. Hamburgers. <laughs> hey, it's a taste good. That's actually not sense. That's like actually happens at a time where you hear like, like horse meat got into the world's beef supply somewhere. You said 298. No, I said okay. I said 292. I meant 291. I'm gonna step outside my balcony here and see if my car <laughs> not been stolen. <laughs> I don't know how Kyle missed my car, but I, I might. I parked on the other. I sometimes alternate sides of the parking lot, and maybe that's what threw you off. I saw uh, Ryan's orange car. Hmm? Yeah, like anybody's gonna steal that, and if they do, I'd be like, thank Please. you, thank you. Please, you know, very I much. Probably can get more from insurance. 
Unless someone else is hitting the button at the same time as you. <laughs> this is a massive conspiracy. Some some screwballs looking at me when I walk out of my apartment here and hit the button. They replace some other crappy car. So there you go, that was our video on the speed build of Lego UCS Snow Speeder. I think all in all, it took us about five hours-ish to build the thing. I don't remember exactly how long it took. I have it written down in a notebook that I'm going to use for editing this show, but I'm not going to use it right now because I actually don't even know where it is. Um, it's right there, I think. That is it, yes, it's right over there. Thank you, Ryan. I can grab it if you want. <laughs> this, is, this is just basically a list of all the parts where it's like, this could be funny. Cut this out. This is offensive. Don't include this. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of a lot of there offensive. Was, there was a lot of that. We started off very early with the offensive stuff. I thought I was like, you see, this is what happens when it's just me and Jason. We're very boring. Yes. Okay. Or or it could be Jason and Kyle, and it can be very boring. But when it's me, Kyle, along with Jason. Then all of a sudden we're just we're energized, you know, and just uh, oh dear, me and Kyle bounce oh off each other, then it bounces off Jason, and it's and bad, very very fast. It can get very adulting very fast. <laughs> this kind of pseudo what the heck? Family we're, show we're in our thirty. We're in our thirties for crying out loud. Yeah. So that was yep. Yeah, so that was just my notes here, and we'll go ahead and toss that aside for now, because I you know we could. Talk a little bit about next year. These are some of the things I'm working on for next year. Because mm -hmm. as I mentioned, I've been doing the live streaming on Twitch, and I've been putting those episodes, at least the Roundman episodes, out to the Tabletop Battlefields feed, because why not? You know, see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, but I've actually got the next, another little kind of clip to run here. Because another thing I'm working on is I finally, as I say finally after years, got a 3D printer. So bring myself into the modern Tabletop game era world here. And I'm starting to produce a line of 3D printed terrain. At least that's the goal. We'll see how it goes. I've made an entire 3D printed arena for Arena Rex. That's a alternative history gladiatorial combat game. I'll probably put a picture of it up there. And I've got some pieces here for it. But I've got a nice little tutorial on you for you guys about how to deal with 3D printed terrain and go from addressing some of the issues with the, three, the print lines in the process and then, of course, painting it up and try to how to minimize a lot of the more issues you may run into with 3D printed terrain. So let's go ahead and run that right now. Let's take a look at how you prepare 3D printed models for painting and eventual inclusion in a terrain setup. First thing you want to look for is any kind of large, noticeable print lines. You'll see here, for example, on this piece of the column, this is an area that has some very large, noticeable print lines, little bits of gaps between each of the print lines. This is a very easy thing to address, and I can show you how to do that right now. Start by applying a few drops of super glue along the area where you need to reinforce the print lines. Then take another tool, for example, in this case, I'm using a plastic spoon, but any kind of non-brush utensil can work. And you just want to spread that super glue out across the entire area. Finally, go ahead and hit the super glue with some of the accelerant. And that will make it dry very quickly in place, giving this 3D printed area a nice hard shell. Using 100 grit sandpaper is a great way to start sanding down the areas you were just working on. If you want to get even more smoothed out surfaces, you can then go ahead to more finer grit sandpaper. But to be honest with you, for tabletop gaming terrain, that's not really necessary. With the rock floor piece, the judgment of Osiris set, you're going to notice a series of concentric rings slowly going towards the center of the terrain piece. This is caused by the fact that 3D printers build these terrain pieces up layer by layer. To remove these rings, you're going to want to use some sandpaper. In this case here, I've got 60 grit, high quality sandpaper. I'm going to use it to sand down these rings and give the overall terrain piece a little bit of slope from the center to the outside edges. So there you go, with only about a minute or two of sanding, you can remove the concentric rings, and then with a combination of that sanding plus primer as well as paint, it'll go ahead and hide any of the other effects so that it show this piece was built in a series of layers. And in the end, it'll look great on your terrain setup. Let's talk about assembling your terrain pieces. For the Judgment of Osiris terrain set, you have three things that need to be assembled. Two columns like this, 
and one large spire. For these columns, you need to align the top separation of the bricks along with the separation in the bottom of the brick. So you have a line going vertically along the column here in the top half, and you want to match it up with a line that goes along vertically here in the bottom half. First thing you want to do when it comes to assembling 3D printed terrain pieces is to just lightly sand down the two sides that you're going to go ahead and be gluing together. I'm laying down 100 grit sandpaper and I'm going to go ahead and sand down the sides and then I'm going to glue them together as I just mentioned about a little bit ago. So line the line here along the top with the one on the bottom and stick the pieces together and hold them there for about one minute. Please note that with this particular column the idea was to go for the look of hand cut quarried sandstone rock. You'll notice that the diameter of the top half does not exactly match the diameter of the bottom half. That was an intentional design feature to kind of capture that effect of hand-cut quarry sandstone. The other piece you need to assemble with your judgment of a side reset is your sandstone spire. And just like with the columns, there is a certain way these two pieces go together. So once again, you're lining up this line right here going down the middle of the top piece in the bottom brick with the line that's in the middle of two bricks down from the top on the bottom piece. As with the columns, you want to sand down each of the sides with the 100 grit sandpaper just a little bit. Then apply some super glue to each of the two halves and then glue them together. Hold the two pieces together about one minute and you should be good to go. Also note that due to the fact that each layer of brick is a little bit smaller than one below it, the areas are gluing together are not the exact same size. The bottom of the top half is just a tiny bit smaller than the top of the bottom half. Now, once again, that's intentionally done by design. For the priming step of any 3D printed piece, I like to use Auto Body Primer. This not only gets a nice finish on the terrain piece itself, but many types of Auto Body Primer are designed to fill small scratches. These types of primer then therefore work great at reducing the effect of 3D printed lines even further. When it comes to using auto body primers, it's very important to follow the instructions of the can. Each manufacturer has a slightly different process of how you apply the primer to ensure that the gaps are filled in to their maximum extent. Once, once Ryan is done yawning there, we can come back to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. But yeah, so that was a little video about how to deal with 3D printed terrain. Um, Possibly by the time this is up, I'm going to have some of these kits for sale on Etsy. So you can find links. If, it, if there are links in the show notes of the YouTube video, that's where you can find it. I've got a few of the kits ready to go. I've got to do some more video work and things like that to get it all ready. But just something I'm experimenting with to possibly see how practical the business model is for selling 3D printed terrain and going from there. Because so I'm going to be doing a lot more 3D printed work in the upcoming year. Because back to the whole Twitch live stream, I'm not only going to be painting miniatures, next up by the way is the Swarm Lord, the Tyranid HQ, I'm going to be doing a lot more cosplay work as well. I've actually got a few pieces here from part of the costume I'm working on. Can't really tell what they are from a distance, but I'll tell you what they are. They're pieces of a Tau Empire pulse pistol. So I've got the old pulse pistol from my Fire Warrior costume right here. This was a more traditional foam and other construction method thing. And I actually went ahead and... I used that thing there along with a picture of the actual bit from Games Workshop and I made a much higher resolution 3D model of it. I broke it into parts and I'm printing it out to assemble something about that size but with a 3D printer. So I'm going to be doing a lot of work in the coming year with 3D printing and how it intersects with cosplay and tabletop gaming. And, oops, excuse me. So that, look for that over at twitch.tv forward slash rocker robotics. Ryan came up with something. I don't know. He just told me a minute ago. I got an idea I want to talk about. So let's well, hope it's entertaining. If not, I can do the boring <laughs> comment to him. <laughs> yeah, when we uh, no, when you're talking about next year, so just talk about some things for next year. Of course, Tales of Ahala, um, and at the very least, I don't I don't know what I'll have released because there are a lot of new things that are going to be happening next year in my life. Um, but at the very least, there's going to be a teaser and a full trailer for seasons two and three. And so I can promise you by the time we come around at this time next year and do um, for like mm -hmm. for the 11th time, 11th time. This, this episode, um, I'll, ha I'll have I'll have at least uh, some type of trailer to show off um, to see what's going to be happening because it's just I mean, you don't see it very I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but <laughs> you, do, you, you don't. <laughs> Okay, well, at this moment. Um, <laughs> There's really not a lot of real content of the show anymore. Let's be realistic. Go right. Okay, this is the show where we're tooting our own horn, okay? 
That's the title. So <laughs> that'll buy me the screenshot too. There you go. <laughs> um, but anyway, as I was saying, you do not see when if, if even it comes to Warhammer. Um, to uh, HeroScape, um, these these old these old or new uh, miniature war games, you really don't see someone taking these uh, figures and trying to like animate them stop motion wise. You see a lot of like cartoon animations mm-hmm. for them uh, sometimes, or even maybe there could be some live action mm-hmm. stuff. I think there was something for Warhammer that was live action that was this- really really cool. There's been a few, like, there's mm-hmm. been a good, really nice three animation one. There's been an interesting German independent movie. It's on YouTube, by the way. GW can't keep it suppressed. Um, there's a whole story behind that one. Yeah. But there, there's some good ones. Was that the one with uh, the Gene Steelers? Uh, oh, that one. Everybody? Okay, now that was a stop motion animation one you're talking about, I think. No, that wasn't stop motion animation. That was live. That was live action. I don't know what he's talking about. I'm intrigued by this concept. i got to find it for you, then. Is live action with Gene Steelers? Ooh. I, I think it was Gene Steelers, I believe. Um, or something like them. Anyway. There hasn't it, been a live action Tiernan one, so I want to see this. Okay, there's probably something new out there. Cool. <laughs> well, it's been a while since I saw it, too. It had to been like a year yes. or two ago. But anyway, uh, I'll oh. try and find that for Jason. Let me interrupt Ryan one more time. Also this year, Privateer Press released a CG War Machine short that's absolutely fantastic, by the way. Um, if you haven't seen that, go check that out. It's Captain Haley versus Denegra. Anyway, go back to your... your uh, anyway, we're yeah. talking about filmmaking now, we so that's yeah, wonderful. So in the filmmaking mode. So, so uh, yeah, so you do not see it, and I encourage anybody out there who is a filmmaker and who loves wargaming, uh, I, I mean, one of the reasons why I'm doing stop motion with HeroScape, because um, over all the other miniature wargames out there, it's relatively cheap to animate HeroScape figures. Any other fi- any other figures, be uh, Warhammer or otherwise, you have to spend a crap ton of money to to get all the figures you you need. Um, but if you if you got it, dollars, hundred and thirteen dollars. If if you if if you have these figures already or know how to get them to animate with them, then I encourage you to do something to see just just to see how like like I'm not impress me, but just to show me that it's like okay, there's someone else out there doing it too because there's just not many. People, well, I don't know, maybe it's because it's a lost cause and I'm just beating a dead horse that was never alive in the first place. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, the people that actually um, come across uh, my content mm-hmm. um, and what I've seen, what I've done, whether it be Instagram, and that link will be down below too, because usually, um, again, tooting my own horn, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm on Instagram almost... Uh, if if not weekly, daily, um, showing about what I'm doing for uh, Tales of a Howl production um, via uh, photographs and, and otherwise, or you know, me animating and sometimes little uh, animation clips as well. Um, but uh, and I and I lost my train of thought now. You were talking about why no one does this. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I was coming, I was coming to a darn good conclusion. Self promotion totally dead end. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, no, but I, I, I encourage anybody, and I think this is where I was going. Um, um, when I, when, um, when I'm, when I'm posting all this stuff, um, I just uh, people are really uh, impressed um, by what they're seeing, and that, that's why my subscriptions has gone up a little bit, and hopefully more when, by the time seasons mm-hmm. two and three come out. Um, and to eventually try and try and make something from this, and maybe start um, some type of uh, movement or following where other people are doing this as well. Because I would love. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not impartial. I want to see someone else um, take like Heroscape figures or, or Warhammer figures, or or even um, uh, Legends of Caldashia uh, spaceships. Because I might consider <laughs> that, that. sometime in the future. You know, just blow stuff. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything. Extravagant, just you know, they're flying and you know. Only someone's making a short film based on the Caladasia universe right now. Stop motion. <laughs> Talking about stop motion. Yeah, like live action. So <laughs> what you like, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, I like live action too. But as far as stop motion is concerned, it's very time consuming. Oh. But it just but it thanks for the plug, by the way. Yeah, but, it, but yeah, it looks <laughs> it just looks cool. But anyway, whatever it is, whatever be your cup of tea, whatever be your favorite game. Here's a piece of resin for you. Thank you. Anime- <laughs> Animate, anim, animate it using stop motion, and please send it to us. Send it to Jason so he can send it to me, or just go to Tales of Ahala and you'll see the link on page. And I'll even leave my uh, my email, Conductor Productions. I think it's Conductor, Conductor Productions Work at Gmail, um, and show it to me. 
and see and, and and see what you got because uh, this is something I'm starting to get very passionate about. And even if um, uh, I mean I want to go beyond season mm-hmm. three um, because there's things I want to do with zombies and and maybe like Marvel heroes that were part of the HeroScape universe at the time um, and and other things uh, that I'd love to do. But I want to see what all of you would have in mind too. So. Because it would be interesting to see people use Warhammer miniatures to the level you mm-hmm. do it. I mean, people yeah. are going to mention, just for record, that Mini Wargaming has done Warhammer 40k stop motion animation, but not anywhere on the level that Ryan has done it. Theirs mm-hmm. was more of... Challenge. Um, it was more of... There, there was a comedy show. So it was basically... It was uh, more of, you know, hilarious lines with the occasional, you know, few, few frames of movement here and there. Oh, uh, can I say one more thing? Let's go for it, yeah. Because it just got my mind uh, thinking of something... Um, one very awesome thing that happened uh, in these last few months. Um, I don't know if you remember, Jason, at HeroScapers.com. There used to be a HeroScape a comic um, called The Adventures of Chadwick and Sven. No idea. Do you remember that? Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, this is for all your HeroScapers out there, all you people in HeroScape. Um, on HeroScapers.com, um, you look up uh, this comic, and this was, this was out when HeroScape was still doing its run, to where this fellow... Um, decided to do like a comic strip, but use uh, photographs of the actual figures and terrain. And and Chedvuk and Seven, they were a Viking and they were a Maro, um, a, a Maro fighter. And then eventually um, came um, uh, what, what, uh, came a zombie, and I'm forgetting the zombie's name, um, but I think it was like Bob or something. Um, and uh, the the very cool thing is that I was able to contact the guy who made this hmm. and to get his permission to use these characters for Tales of a Hallow. Oh, interesting. And I did, and so um, I'm in communication with him sometimes, and uh, one thing I'm very thrilled about is, you know, not just characters that I create, or, but bringing in other people's ideas and, and creations and getting their permissions uh, for it and uh, maybe hopefully I'm trying to convince him to maybe voice one of the characters as mm-hmm. well. And he's already and he's already given me suggestions on how he wants the characters voiced. So you know I'm looking to see who would be best for that and in, try and integrate these characters, if not the end of season three, definitely into seasons four, five, and six. So oh, excuse me, burping now. Um, so that 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 was one of the thrilling uh, gaming things that happened to me this year. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a nice little announcement. Um, So I was going to say, because with the 40K miniatures, one thing that's really cool about them, especially the kind of line standard infantry guys, they're highly customizable, plus a lot of people magnetize them to swap out weapons and things. So you can actually do that to give a little bit of motion to the miniatures Mm -hmm. for stop-motion animation purposes. Because the magnets are strong enough where you can move the arm a little bit Mm -hmm. each frame. So I don't know. I guess no one really wants to put that effort into it, as far as I know. I mean, there's a lot of fantastic Lego stop motion animation. Oh, yeah. One and Lego guys are behind the camera. Oh, yeah. And those are, some of those are Cause, incredible. Because cause they're very mobile and easy yeah. to use. It's, it's a bit, I mean, it's a bit more of a challenge when you're just using a figure that can't move at all, rather than just at its, at its base. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's also simpler. Because yes. all you have to use is moving at space so you mm-hmm. gotta learn to, how to be creative on how they talk how they move and, and how they would walk or run um and then uh, why they're stuck just in one pose the, over the other <laughs> i mean they're just that's that's who they are you know it's part part of the universe so you just you, you and what what i like is the fact that people are still accepting uh-huh. of of these characters even though they're they're in in, in a in a spot and and if they are posed a certain way then you just create their character based off that posed pose. I mean, you you just got to come up of creative ways in order to express you know who that character is. If that character doesn't have a name and is just a regular infantry character, then give them a name and why they're posed that way. So yeah, it's uh, um, the fun thing, and I just challenge anybody out there if you can do it, do it, and please let me know. I I'll be the first subscriber if you're if you're if you want to pursue that. We'll see what happens. But I think, anything else you want to talk about this year? Mm, I think, I mean, like I said, it just, it's, it's been a great year. Um, and it, it's great for once to actually ha- have a year to where you're not re- really worrying about much. Mm-hmm. You're just enjoying life and, and building towards uh, the future. So, 
That's definitely a good thing. It still mm-hmm. still seems crazy it's been another year already, but you know, it's I wish time would slow down, but that doesn't ever happen. And another year ever will happen. We're, but, yeah, you know. we're 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 not getting any younger. No. I say this every year, but we're definitely not getting any younger anymore. It was so ten years ago was the end of the first season of the show. I just it's just mind blowing that it's been that long that wow, ten years has passed, you know, since well, almost 11 years, technically. This would be the end of the 10th season and had we still been doing the show, which on a funny note about that really quick before we sign off here, because I was uploading one of the Twitch streams last night to the show and I realized on the homepage, it still mentions, there's new episodes every every other Thursday at 11 p.m. Oh, no. Well, I think people have kind of shut off on that for a while. I they think so. Probably dismiss that. Though, oddly enough... Um, well, it was about six months ago, I happened to just check the download stats because I was, I was switching over services for the downloads thing. Since we ended the show seven years ago, in, in, in its entirety, all the different episodes combined had over 19,500 like, downloads. Mm. So I don't know why people are still downloading content from seven years ago. Thank you. But yeah, they still are. So that's awesome, I guess, even though it is almost all out of date and or terrible. <laughs> Especially when you go back to that first season stuff, but I think we've, I think we've had enough for this year. So, uh, anyway, with oh, one more last thing, question. Yeah, go ahead. Will tabletop battlefield ever return as it once was? I always say maybe, maybe it will, maybe not. It really depends on what happens. I mean, I've maybe I, when we're seventy, maybe, and we just don't give a crap anymore. <laughs> The angry old grumpy man edition. <laughs> that's what we're. That's the time where we're yelling about Napoleonics <laughs> and arguing over if the South could ever won the Civil War, <laughs> and pretending to be generals from 300 years ago and all that kind of stuff. That's that. That's what happens to war gamers when they each 70 years old. So, could be a fun show. It could be actually, but I don't know. I always, every year, kind of say, maybe I'll bring the Tabletop Battlefield back in some original form. Maybe. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <sighs> we we definitely need more time and money and, yes. and space. So I'll be honest with you guys. If you buy 3D printed train kits, that'll give me much more motivation to do it. <laughs> One last bit of shameless self-promotion. For, before, I want to wish you guys all a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hopefully 2018 is freaking amazing as it was in 2017. Absolutely. So let's sign off here. Okay, I'm Ryan. And I'm Jason. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you again probably in about a year on the Tabletop Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs>